What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Adam Mullis, who is the co-founder, CEO of Yada Savings. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going well, Matt. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm surprisingly energized for 5 o'clock in the, in the afternoon. I'm not complaining, though. And I'm super stoked to be talking to you about, about Yada. For people that don't Thank know you. what Yada is, can you kind of just dive into on a high level, like what you're working on? Yeah. So Yada is basically an app where it's a savings account. You save money. And instead of getting interest, you get tickets into weekly contests to win prizes. So it's similar to a lottery, but it's actually a sweepstakes. So for every $25 you save via the app, you connect an external bank account, save money. Every $25 gets you one ticket into contests. For each ticket, you pick seven numbers or they can be auto-picked for you. And then each week, seven winning numbers are revealed and you win prizes based on how many of those numbers you match. Um, does that make sense? It makes sense. Definitely a lot of questions because uh, it's such a unique, unique concept. So to level set, I, I, I feel like I don't need to re- remind most, most of the audience, you know, about, you know, how banks usually, can, can you do, for like 10 seconds or 15 seconds, can you just remind the audience, like, how do banks usually work, you know, with interest and stuff? And then when, and then I want to uh, dive into just start initially with the origin of the story. Why did you decide to punt that and, and try something new? <laughs> yeah, so fundamentally, banks make money a variety of ways. But um, so say you say that like a Chase bank, uh, they use your deposits to make loans and they earn, you know, interest rate on those loans, whether it's a, it's a credit card, uh, whether it's a mortgage, uh, different types of loans. So um, they pay you interest on your funds. They basically decide how much to pay you. And they're using those funds to earn, say, you know, 3% to 4% on a loan. And so the less they can pay you, the better, the, the more profitable they are. So um, that's, you know, banks can choose to pay you whatever they want, um, but they, they want to pay you as little as possible. Um, a, lot, a lot of banks compete on interest rates. What ends up happening is the, the big banks like Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, most people, when they open a checking account, it's like one of the stickiest products out there. So they'll have that checking account for like the rest of their lives. Uh, and they don't really shop around often. But, but these big banks, they spend a lot of money also on marketing and, you know, the retail footprint and things like that. So what you'll typically find is the, big, the bigger the bank, the less, the less interest they pay their, their customers on their deposits. Um, so, yeah. So obviously, that's a suboptimal system. Um, of course, and you decided to do something different. So can you take me through 
the the origin story but i think actually more particularly like why this specific idea how do you come across this 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 solution to to improve on the experience of, of banks yeah so i'll try to answer both of those questions uh so the first on the origin story um it's actually funny i had a friend of mine who moved to london a few years ago um and he was telling me about a program they have there it's called premium bonds most people in the U.S. haven't heard of them, but it's it's literally the number one savings program in the entire U.K. Thirty-three percent of people deposit with them. It's like twenty-three million, you know, Britons. Um, and so the way that program works, it's run by the government. And the way it works is people save money, and then once a month, people win prizes. And the more you save, the more entries you get into these these sort of contests. And he was telling me about it, and I've long been kind of a behavioral psychology nut. I love Richard Thaler, Nudge, Danny Kahneman, Thinking Fast and Slow, um, and I've always been really into personal finance. Um, so I, was, I had the itch to do something entrepreneurial, and this this concept really really struck a chord with me, given given those interests of mine. And so I just got into researching why this wasn't a thing in the U.S. And we can get into that as well. Um, and 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 what was interesting to me about it was not only how big it was in the UK and actually upon further research, it's massive in New Zealand as well and some bunch of other countries, but also there's a lot of evidence that shows that a savings account through a prize concept can help uh, people save money, especially in financially vulnerable populations. So not only did it have a big like business opportunity, but it, I also felt it could actually help people. Um, and the reason why is, the, the lottery statistics in the U.S. are pretty staggering. So 80, Americans spend $80 billion a year on lottery tickets. Uh, it's, it's $640 per household on average. And yet you have 40% of Americans that can't come up with $400 in an emergency. And, you know, especially with like COVID and, and th things, things happen. So, you know, having an emergency fund of more than $400 would be great for people. And so it's like, how can we use the psychology of the lottery to help people save? Because playing the lottery is just about the worst possible gamble you can make. I think the expected value, you're expected to lose like 60% of every dollar you put in. And so like, you know, how can we use the psychology that drives people to play the lottery to instead save money? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I want to dive into now how it works. So I mean, I guess in more detail. So I let's actually talk about me because I you know, I have a savings account, I, I'm not opposed to moving it, right? Like, so is this is it, if someone wanted to use Yada, and they already had $100 saved up, you know, just as, just as an example, could they just transfer that to Yada and immediately get they get those raffle tickets? Or can you just talk a little bit about the logistics if someone was like considering this as as their bank um, or as their solution? Like how does how does that work? Yeah. So what you would, uh, who do you bank with, by the way, if you're comfortable? Um, this, the the specific one I'm talking about is Ally. Um, that's my that that's my specifically my savings. Yeah. So so for example, you would download our mobile app, either iOS or Android. And in the onboarding flow, you get prompted to connect an external bank account through Plaid, uh, which is a, Visa actually just bought them. It's a massive fintech company, so it's, it's very secure. Um, you connect your bank, and once your bank's connected, you, in the app, just choose how much you want to deposit. Let's call it 100 for this example. And you would deposit it. You'd get four tickets immediately. Um, and you'd, you'd either pick your tickets or you'd auto-pick them. 
um, and then you would check every night. So every night one number is released. So you pick seven numbers for each ticket and we kind of draw it out over the course of a week. So one number is one winning number comes out on Monday nights, one on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the last one on Sunday. And so throughout the week, it kind of builds up some suspense uh, every night, something to look forward to. Did, did any of your tickets match the winning number? And then it, on Sunday nights, the final number is drawn and your winnings for the week are, or, or your lack thereof, you can either win or not win, um, your winnings are determined. Um, and even if you don't win uh, with the auto, we also pay a savings bonus, which you can think of as interest. So if you never win a prize, you still earn 20 basis points uh, APY. Um, so on an annualized basis, you earn 20 basis points no matter what. Uh, so even if you don't win a prize, you're still your savings are still growing. Um, does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. I uh, just wanted one super quick clarification. For those that don't know, what's a basis point? Uh, so basis point is 0.01%. So yeah, I, uh, and one, when you're, when you're in startup land, it's like, it's just ubiquitous, but like outside of startups, I feel like it's, it's like, I feel like when you're, sometimes when you're in startups, you like, I know I do this. I just assume some people understand concepts, but it's like, no, startups is like a whole new, yeah. whole new world, you know? Yeah, totally. And I, I started my first year out of school was at uh, in finance. So that's another, it's another jargon in those two industries pretty much. Yeah, for sure. So I, I like, I'm actually like want to talk through the lens of it, like me, like me utilizing this. Cause I think, I think the way I think about it is how a lot of people would think about it. Cause like the way I'm thinking about it is like, great. I got I got a savings account. I got, I got my money in it. You're, are you suggesting people move their savings to Yada or is it more of like a put some in Yada and like diversify your savings. That's so, ooh, it, do you think about it like diversifying your savings income, your, your, your yield versus your lottery? Do you think about it like that? Uh, not really. Um, I guess it depends on the type of saver you are. I almost think about like personal finance more at a higher level. It's, you know, how much do you have in a checking account? How much do you have in savings? How much are you have invested in the market? Um, I, I really haven't thought about it as diversifying your savings. Um, I think there's two interesting uh, reasons to, to use Yada. One is there's a lot of people who, um, like I said, they, they might save their money in like a Chase bank, which pays you 0.01% or one basis point on your money, which is, which is incredibly low. There's, there's online banks. You mentioned one, Ally. Marcus is another one. These online banks, because they don't have a big physical footprint, they can afford to pay you a lot more on your on your savings. But a lot of people, you know, they don't think it's worth it just to earn, even though, it, you know, Marcus, for example, pays 1% on your savings. That's 100 times what Chase pays. But Chase has, you know, they're not the biggest bank in the country, I think, or the top, top three at least. So why, why are so many people keeping their money in like these suboptimal accounts? And, and the reason is, um, like I said, it's kind of, they're not really looking at what else is out there, but also if you're putting away like a thousand bucks, maybe in a savings account, okay, I can get 1%, that's $10. Okay. Maybe it's not worth the, the switching to a whole different account. And I got to, you know, give them my information and, and all this stuff. But what we're doing is basically saying, um, get, get better value on your savings from us. And we're incentivizing it through this, like, fun aspect where you save money and you get the chance to win. It's not just, Oh, I'm going to get 10 bucks. It's, Oh, I'm going to get 
maybe on average I'm going to get 10 bucks, but I have a chance to win. Like our grand prize, I should have mentioned earlier, it's a $10 million jackpot. And we have prizes. It, it starts at 10 cents and goes all the way up to 10 million. But if we can motivate people to, one, move their savings from a, a lower yielding account into a higher yielding account, that's, that's better for them. And two, there's a lot of people who struggle to save. And so if we can motivate people to just save more because now it's, now it's fun, then, then we're, doing, we're doing our job for those people. Um, and then there's other people who, you know, they, they get this, they'll get the same value on average from us that they will at, a, at, a, at an ally or a Marcus. Actually, right now, we're actually a bit higher than them. And not only do you get the same value, but you get to, get to have fun along the way. And we don't think anyone's really approached banking in that way. I don't really know why, but I kind of compare you in some ways to HQ trivia, not in the way that you think. HQ had this magical thing where like it's sometime every night, wherever your friends are like, yo, it's time, like, let's get together and do HQ. And like, we might win money, but like, it's not even about the money. It's like about almost the experience. And um, this, it almost feels similar. Like, let's say it's the same yield as Ally, even if it's like slightly less, right? Like, it's, it's, it's it's a it's it's a memories that I can have. It's something fun. Um, it's just something so it's so it's so like it's so new, which is cool. Um, how do you how do you come up with the prize amounts? And is it not the prize? Sorry, like the lotto the lotto winnings. And is it tied to the amount you have under management? This goes into realm that like I don't understand super well, which yeah. is just like bank theory or whatever bank finance models. But how do you um? How do you like? Do you have a ten million dollars you could like give today? Like I'm, just, I'm assuming yeah. not. So it's like, how does how does that work? Yeah. So the way we think about it. So we'll take a step back. When we were designing the product, we were we were trying to figure out like what makes what makes the lottery so massive, and it's it's that people can win a life changing amount of money, and they can you know have fun dreaming about what that might be like, and and that kind of drives a lot of the excitement. Yes, the lottery has smaller prizes and people, you know, like winning that, but I think the reason people play is because there's like a life-changing amount that you could potentially win no matter how small the odds. Um, so there's a bit of a chicken and egg problem, which is as a startup, um, as a startup, yeah, we don't have $10 million to pay out. However, the odds of someone winning, you know, a lottery when your user base is relatively small um, a lottery like our, or a system like ours is, is so small that we basically pay an insurance company uh, a premium. And if someone wins, they would pay out that jackpot. Um, and it's kind of a way for us to solve the chicken and egg problem for now. At some point, you know, we'll be, we'll, we'll get a lot bigger and, and hopefully we'll be able to self-fund big prizes. But that's how we're, that's how we're doing the $10 million jackpot. And so the, the rest of the prizes, the way we think about it is we think about how much um, assets under management we have. We think about what kind of what kind of yield we we want to pay. So when I say yield, it's kind of like all in interest rate, right? So like just say for for simplicity, you know, you, you got a million dollars in AUM and you want to pay two percent to people. So that's two percent annually. Okay, that's that's twenty thousand dollars annually you want to pay out in prizes. And then the only question is, okay, how how should we skew it? Should one person win the entire twenty thousand? Should one person win 10 and a bunch and, and five people win the other 10, you know, 2000 to make it. So it's, it's all about at the top level, how much, how much can we pay in aggregate kind of like an interest rate analogy? And then how do we want to skew it? Um, you know, yeah, that, that's how we think about it. But. It's so fascinating. I love FinTech. Like the way, like there's something so simple 
which is just money, you know, money in, money out, like in the very, very, very basic level. But there's, and it's like, it's kind of, I mean, this is probably my naivety coming in, but I feel like as a whole, like fintech is like, it's kind of simple, but there's so many very, there's so many things you can do with it. And this is just an example of you're taking a model, you spent, you, you introduce something new to it, and then you got like a brand new type of experience for a potential bank or for a potential uh, bank e for a potential uh, user. Yep, exactly. I mean, if you think about it at score, we're effectively a savings account that that skews the interest payments um, in a different way than than another savings account. We kind of gamify it, and we're we're kind of like a, a wrapper around a savings account that makes it exciting and fun and still still high value to the consumer. How do you, how do you um, spread the word about it? Like, I'm like, or I guess I, I, could, I could ask that or I could ask just like, what do you spend your time on during the day? I guess like it's such a new concept. I'm just, how do you, how do you get it out? Um, and, uh, and how do people like, what types of people use it? Um, is it the same types of people that would use a chase that would use an ally? Is it like, like more, you know, people in tech? Like, I don't know, like, I'm just fascinated by the innovation that you've created and just want to know like how, how people come into contact with it. Yeah. So to get the word out, we, we started initially by, um, you know, no one's ever heard of us before while we were building the product. We were running um, social media ads on Facebook and Instagram to a, a wait list page um, and just collecting leads. And then once we launched, we, we onboarded people off of that wait list that had built up over the course of four months. And then we, we always wanted this product to grow uh, by word of mouth. And we were, when we were thinking about it, we wanted to design it in a way that would maximize that potential so we wouldn't have to spend big marketing dollars. Um, so at first we were paying, uh, we were buying social media ads and ads on like Reddit and some other kind of like strategically placed ads online just to get people into the, into the app at first. And then what we found is we have a referral program where if you refer a friend and they make a deposit, you each get a hundred tickets. And that has been very, very popular. So what we're seeing is uh, almost all of our users right now are coming in from referrals which is great. Um, and people are sharing the app. Uh, we've seen over the past week, uh, blog posts, you know, spring up about us that, that, and that's where people find us and they refer friends. And so we're pretty pleased to see that a lot of the growth is coming from, uh, word of mouth. Cause not only is that cheaper for us in terms of acquiring users, but it also shows that people like the product. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, it's um, it's a good strategy for sure, uh, especially in the beginning. What would you say the big vision is ten years from now, twenty years from now? What does this look like? So, big picture, we think of ourselves as a company that uh, will use behavioral psychology or psych, you know, psychological, uh, oh yeah, behavioral psychology to help people make smarter financial decisions, or to, or at least to make it easier for people to make smarter financial decisions. That's kind of our, our, our broader mission. Now, this first product is a savings product. We're trying to make it easier to save by making it fun to save. Um, an analogy I always like to make with, with this initial concept is it's, it's, like, uh, it's almost like exercising or eating healthy, where people, people uh, if something is, is good for you in the long run, but it's painful in the short run, people don't do as much of it, right? So you, you, that's why people eat, eat pizza instead of broccoli, right? And so what we're trying to do is, is make it easier to save by making it fun in the short run so that in the long run you get the same benefit. 
And so we're going to, we're going to expand our offering into different financial services. And we're always going to try and figure out what in different parts of banking, like throw out the traditional way it's been done. How can we help people uh, spend more responsibly, make better borrowing decisions, uh, get the right credit card, just like in all areas of personal finance, how can we use sort of behavioral psychology to help people make the right decisions for themselves uh, or the best long-term decision? Um, and that's kind of our broader mission. Uh, yep. That's cool. I mean, for me, if you, when you make that happen, like, holy smokes, like what a, what a future <laughs> we'll live in, right? Um, the last, I the last so. question, I mean, you, to make that happen, you'll need some help, right? Like you'll need users, you'll need employees, maybe more investors. How can the forward-thinking founders community help you make it happen? Um, what's an ask that you might have for, um, for people listening that in a way that they can help? Yeah, I mean, one would just be I'd love for everyone to, to, to check out the app and send me, send me feedback that they have. I mean, we're always looking for, for good feedback on the product. So, um, you know, you can email me at adam at withdiata.com. I'd love any feedback. And then two is... Um, I would love to connect with any, any fintech founders and learn from each other and, and see what works, what, what doesn't. And um, hopefully we can all help each other build big companies. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing uh, your, your model with us and your company with us. I know I'll be playing with this uh, probably tonight and probably putting some money in. So hopefully people that are listening can do the same and if you do let me know we can like talk about what our numbers are i don't know if that's can you share not like the numbers that you pick with other people or is that confidential yeah. no you could share it you, you can't you it's not shared in the app but you could tell tell a friend yeah. what you choose as your, as your numbers yeah. All right. um, well it's an open invitation if anyone if anyone's listening and they end up doing this shoot me a dm on twitter matt underscore sherman and we can we can discuss our our points or our, uh, our, our numbers and I'll beat you though. Cause I'm a good guess. I'm just joking. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Really interesting stuff. And I look forward to watching this grow into something awesome and giant. It's already awesome, but awesome and giant. So, um, Thanks. appreciate you coming on, man. Best of luck. making yeah. it happen. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you having me and uh, good luck uh, winning that 10 million. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to do it one day.